Hello, this is Mark with Immigration Consciousness, and I am very excited uh, to get started with this new year. And I have two people that I've been working closely with over a year now. Um, they are with the Interfaith Immigration Network, and I'm very excited to uh, have Diane Bass Bassett and Ann Kleinkopf on here from IIN. And we're excited to be on here because not only of a new year, a uh, new administration, all of those things, but we're excited because Interfaith Immigration Network has set up a seven week series of virtual gatherings or what we call cafecitos that are designed to educate, challenge, train, and inspire partici participants to become allies of our undocumented neighbors. And the goal of the IIN or Interfaith Immigration Network is we, the IIN Network, believe that loving our neighbor is our greatest calling. We also know that loving our immigrant neighbors appropriately may require skills, tools, knowledge, and resources that some of us do not yet have. With this in mind, the IIN is presenting a seven-week series of virtual cafecitos to build up and train a coalition of neighbors ready to accompany our undocumented refugee and asylum neighbors through action and impact. So welcome, Anne and Diane. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and Thank you. And, uh, you want to start, Diane, and just tell us a little bit about you, about your background and how you got into immigration and involved with IIN? Oh, gosh, thanks. Hello, everyone. It's a wonderful, beautiful day outside, and I am honored to be here. Uh, my name is Diane Bassett, and I am the co-chair of the IIN along with Anne. Uh, I am a retired professor and I got into immigration really a long time ago, um, having lived in a variety of different places uh, and seen immigrants, particularly in New Mexico, where I lived for a while, and then coming back to Colorado and joining Montview Boulevard Presbyterian Church which is a church uh, well known for its social justice efforts. And we were called to um, have a man go into sanctuary, which he did for one night. And that started our, our immigration journey, really. We have about oh, well over a hundred members who are very interested in immigration. And um, they just, uh, have motivated me and our committee at church to do more. Because of that, Anne and I met and we thought, you know, we really need a faith-based organization that can draw all kinds of faith-based organizations together to work on both education and advocacy issues. And so that's what we're doing. And thanks to Anne and um, Jeanette Rosa, from Juniper House, we've started this Cafecitos, which I think is just gonna be rocking good. So, well, thank you, Anne. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate that. And so now, or, uh, Diane, sorry, Anne, <laughs> now to you. Welcome. Thanks, Mark. And thank you for all the great work you're doing with this podcast and with immigration consciousness. It's 
needed and we really appreciate being able to be a part of this. I got involved in immigration um, when I was working at Denver Inner City Parish, which is a wonderful organization that serves largely the Latinx community of Denver's West Side. And in my work with Denver Inner City Parish, I really got to know and love that community and also become aware of the devastating impact that our nation's immigration laws and policies were having on that community um, because there are so many people who are either un themselves undocumented or friends and family and loved ones of undocumented folk. Um, and the need became particularly acute once the Trump administration came into power. And I actually quit my job at the parish uh, three years ago to start working on immigration issues to try to make an impact, a positive impact um, on immigrant lives and immigrant rights. And I looked around as I would encourage other folks to do for ways to get involved, worked with a couple of organizations, but particularly with Coloradans for Immigrant Rights which is a terrific organization that does volunteer work, advocacy work. And then um, through my education and work there, started an immigration task force at my own church, First Plymouth Congregational Church. We were one of the churches that sponsored some of the um, buses of asylum seekers two years ago. And through my work there, I realized not only that religious organizations have a real role to play, but there are a lot of folks out there who really want to get involved and are just not sure how. And that again was the birth of the Interfaith Immigration Network. Um, and it is our, our other partner who really helped us um, come up with Vecinos and gave us the impetus and ideas from it is Jeanette Rojas from the Juniper Formation. And we are very grateful to her. Well, thank you. It sounds like both of you, as well as myself, um, have been impacted in some way from dealing directly with these immigrants, uh, either myself being in Mexico for six weeks uh, as a young adult and not I'd never been exposed to the poverty like that and just a different culture. And it's, it's, um, it's exciting to see, or I guess not exciting, but it's, it's interesting to see how each individual has been impacted by this, by when they work directly with these immigrants and they see how they're treated, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that kind of seems why um, Jeanette maybe came to you uh, to help instigate this Cafecitos program. And now it's turned into Vecinos because it's my understanding that that is actually set up to help individuals create what their own action plan is based on kind of their own experiences. Is that correct? Is that kind of what this is all about? That's my understanding is 
each individual that's involved with this, such as yourself, myself, is doing this in order to create their own plan as to how they can help immigrants to be more accepted, more um, a part of our society here. Well, I think there are two components to our Cafecitos. Uh, I think that one is just to provide a foundation of knowledge and understanding uh, around our immigrant community and to walk with in a more understanding way with our immigrant neighbors and families. And you, you can't really do that, I have found personally, without having some knowledge behind you so that you're just not acting things out and not really understanding the depth of, of the issues that are facing these families. And also the profound respect that we come to have for just the survival and the resilience of some pretty amazing people. That all leads to an action plan that uh, people will do at the end. So, Anne, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think the other aspect that we are really emphasizing is learning and following, and particularly learning from the impacted community and from activists and following them in their work. Um, learning firsthand from those who are both suffering at the hands of U.S. policies, but also leading the work um, from the community to change. And for us who are in the class, learning the appropriate way to be allies. Um, we don't come in as experts. We don't profess that we will leave as experts but with the heart growth, the head growth, the knowledge growth, the skills growth that this course will involve, everything from political understandings to personal understandings to understandings of um, the situation that each impacted individual in this community experiences to understandings of who the organizations are out there in our community who are working, all of that will indeed, as you said, Mark, um, culminate in each, participate, each participant putting together a personal action plan that is based on their learnings, but facing forward toward their own futures. Well, that's, that's so well said. And I know that each of us have our own like I said before, our own experiences, and now it's it's coming together, like you said, to provide a foundation of knowledge and an action plan based on what the needs are right now. I know we've discussed the need for rental assistance and food right now, which seem to be two of the big things, but we'll talk about that another time, but let's talk a little bit more in detail about the Cafecito or the Vecinos program, excuse me, which is going to start on February 4th. Um, it'll be an hour and a half for uh, up till through March 28th. And I believe March 28th is when each individual will present their own um, action plan. So 
let's start with the very first week. It looks like you're going to have a presenter, uh, Raquel Arellano from CERC or Colorado Immigrants Rights. And um, she also, uh, my understanding, she studied Chicano and Latino studies at Stanford University. And so she's also the policy, policy manager at CERC. What else can you tell us a little bit about Raquel? Well, um, I met um, virtually with Raquel last week. She is absolutely delightful, incredibly bright, has uh, a lot on her plate as policy manager for the Colorado Immigration Rights Coalition. Uh, but she was extraordinarily excited about putting this together. We, uh, she is working right now and will have completed uh, by the end of this week her presentation, which really is very foundational. She wants to emphasize particularly uh, what's happened in the state of Colorado with regard to laws and policies around immigration, uh, really for the last 50 years. And I'm sure that's part of her Chicano studies that she has, um, she involved herself in. So moving from that uh, historical foundation to where we are today and um, hopefully a little bit about where our new administration is going. We're all very excited about that, but time will tell how it all rolls out. So she is uh, raring to go and ready. The way that we structure these is we offer uh, some materials to look at prior to each cafecito. Then we have a speaker or speakers who come in and are our main focus of that. Uh, questions and reflections are allowed. We then put people into breakout sessions with structured questions and leave them with a menu of follow-up activities. Uh, they can choose one that's around that particular issue. So for the foundational piece, this very first one, introduction to the immigrant crisis, can do anything from writing a letter to a congressperson to going back to uh, their own religious organization and talking about different things, uh, signing up for a volunteer activity with Casa de Paz. So we really want this to be as integrative and as um, uh, inviting as possible. So. Fantastic. That was a lot, number one, but that kind of gives you the overview of the whole thing. Absolutely. And then, uh, of course, the second week, and maybe, Ann, you want to talk about this, um, a social justice activist, uh, Tanya Soto Valenzuela, in um, one of you, or Ann, tell me about her, about her and what, what she's all about. Tanya is a terrific motivated woman who is part of the impacted community and has worked as an activist for a number of years and has also done a number of trainings in how to be an ally to the undocumented and the immigrant community. And that is what our second cafecito will be about, which is becoming an ally. And we are really looking to this cafecito as being one of the most challenging and transformational 
of our cafecitos because it will be ally training. And anybody who's been through even a little bit of ally training knows that the goal is really for, particularly for those of us who are privileged whites to challenge privilege, uh, to challenge the assumptions and the perspectives that come with privilege and to challenge um, participants to move into a new headspace and a new activist space, um, both in strength, but particularly in humility. So we'll, um, Tanya will be conducting a training in learning what it means to be an ally, how to deepen our capacity to be one, to build our self-awareness into effective accompaniment, to dive deeper into our own identity and to identify spiritual practices for each of us that sustain us. There will be pre-cafecito preparation, particularly in each of us filling out a matrix of oppression worksheet. And Tanya will lead us in, during the cafecito in a number of discussions and exercises that are designed to build our self-awareness of our own position within the matrix of oppression, that train us in how to show up, um, that train us in the practices and realities of white supremacy culture, that help us see a tree of contemplative practices that will help us sustain ourselves in being an ally and then there will be follow-up work after the cafecito um, in how to be actors, allies, and accomplices. Wow, a lot of great things going on there. And I think it's real important that one of the major premises of all this is, like you said, that we have to be allies of them. We can't go in and say, this is how we need to do it. We need to listen to them and learn from them. And I think that's, probably one of the things we've discovered in IIN over the last year, that, that we need to make those network connections with, with the actual immigrants and bring them into our group, so to speak. So, but let's keep moving on and talk a little bit about uh, the third week. Um, just looking at his information was very impressive. Adrian Miller of Colorado Council of Churches, um, lifelong native of Colorado and just a, an incredible resume. And what else can you tell me what, uh, maybe Diane, what, what is he gonna talk about in his? Um, this particular cafecito really speaks to um, our own particular faith orientation as it um, is reflective of the work that we do in allyship with our immigrant neighbors. And so it really is, again, one of those cafecitos where we look inward as to what our, how our faith brings us to this. And we have invited two incredible people to speak. One is uh, Reverend Adrian Miller, who I've heard several times. He's the head of the Colorado Council of Churches. He's a wonderful man. Um, as an aside, he was a chef at the White House for many years and wrote a book about all of the uh, black cooks and chefs that were at the White House and their experiences. Uh, 
He's also a barbecue connoisseur, but we won't get into that. Uh, but his message is very ecumenical. He uh, is a wonderful speaker in terms of uh, just the, his, the perspective as a black man, a person of color that he brings to all of this. So I'm just, I can't wait to hear him again. And the other is another colleague, Rabbi Adam Morris, also known as Rabbi Mo. And Rabbi Mo is the rabbi at Temple Micah, which is housed and shared with Park Hill Methodist. And um, these two faith-based organizations were responsible for having a woman, Araceli, in sanctuary for almost two years. Unfortunately, she was then deported back to El Salvador. But that's where I got to know Rabbi Mo was through association. Our church helped out a little bit. He is also an incredibly compelling speaker. We invited him to give a Jewish faith tradition perspective on all of this. He uh, is very well versed and has been very much an activist in working on behalf of immigrant rights. And so those are our two speakers. Uh, we are asking our participants to study our own, particularly faith, our own particular religious organization stand on immigration rights. Um, and then we ask them to either go back and read the gospels or uh, to really think about what are different ways in which we are called to act. And there are several documents that people can look at from different faith-based perspectives. So uh, just another one where it's us going inward to help to discern who we are and why we're doing this at the moment. And you want to add anything to that? All this- oh, That was beautifully put, thank you. This is such an incredible program that you two have put together and I'm, I'm so impressed. And for time's sake, um, I know the last three, uh, starting on February 25th, uh, you're gonna actually have some actual immigrants on in the following week, talk about resources. And, and then also uh, the, the next week after that, we'll be having different representatives from the major pro-immigrant organizations in Denver. And then from there, the participants will create their own action plan is my understanding. Um, what can you say about some of the immigrants maybe that you've invited or some of the organizations and, and maybe some of the resources that, that you might be able to provide during that Vecinos, any of those? Diane, how about I take on Immigrant Voices and our organizations? Um, Mark, as you had said before, one of the really crucial headpieces and heart pieces and life learning pieces is listening to and being led by and being changed by the voices and the lives of those who are impacted. And what we have in our fourth cafecito is three immigrants who represent a wide variety of the immigrant experience in Denver. One is Edouard, a refugee from the Democratic Republic of Congo, who fled with his family through Burundi, Burundi and Rwanda to the United States. We also have Ginny, a mother of two from Mexico, 
whose husband was deported three years ago. And we have Angelica who came to the US at the age of 12 with her mother fleeing the drug war and violence against women and violence in Ciudad Juarez in Chihuahua in Mexico. We'll be listening to their stories. Um, and a big part of what we are asking our participants to do is do reflection after each cafecito to really take in and reflect on what they have learned and how what they have learned is going to shape and change and lead them going forward. One of our other cafecitos, which is number six, is also going to be opening the process of looking outward then. We will be presenting to our participants the really rich and incredible range of pro-immigrant organizations in the Denver area. We will be reaching out to each of those organizations and then putting together a full list of what each of those organizations are and do and how they are looking for volunteer participation. We'll be presenting those to our participants with the anticipation that our participants reaching out and becoming involved in those organizations will be a core piece of the personal action plan that each of our participants puts together. Diane? Thank you. Great, that was awesome. Yeah. I just want to very quickly uh, mention Cafecito number five, which is researching resources. And that is, uh, it's gonna be a very interesting presentation. We have some speakers uh, from Lutheran Family Services and whose job it is primarily is to reach out to immigrants, refugees, asylees, and to help them to navigate the huge plethora of resources that are out in the Denver area. And that seem like such an impossible task to be able to both navigate, to understand, and finally to utilize, if that's even possible. Some, some of our ally, some of our immigrant neighbors are restricted from using those. And so part of this is just the understanding that when people come from other countries looking for a new home and looking for safety, sometimes it's very difficult to find here because the resources are inaccessible or they may be accessible, but you really have to know what you're doing. And so that is uh, essentially the bulk of what Cafecito number five is trying to do, give people a sense of that. So, so lots of work around working with our allies and providing services and resources for them. Well, thank you so much for putting this together. It's uh, We have the three weeks of, of different speakers we have the actual immigrants themselves who experience these situations, resources available for them, and, and an overview of, of as many different organizations here in the Denver area that support immigrants. And I think it's just such a wonderful program and I'm, I'm so grateful for what you've done. And um, how can people, first of all, get involved with IIN the Immigration Inter Interfaith Immigration Network, which of course we meet once a month, but, um, and they can go to Interfaith Immigration Network on uh, Facebook now. 
And right. so, or they can uh, contact you, uh, or they can contact me, any of us three, really. <laughs> so, and then how are we doing? I know you were limiting the the vecinos to 15 people. Are you still needing a few more if people are interested in joining and being part of that process? You're on mute, Anne. There are two different ways that people can get involved. First of all is actually to sign up and participate in um, the upcoming sessions of the CINOS and maybe Mark through the podcast, people could get in touch with you mm -hmm. and you could just refer them on to us. We do have a few spots still available. And the other alternative that we are looking into is the possibility of recording these sessions and making them available to religious organizations and other groups around town so that we can multiply our efforts beyond the original group of participants in our first Vecinos classes. That sounds great. Is there anything else that you want to cover at this point? Anything that we missed? Um, just moving forward. I'm looking forward to being part of this uh, myself and continuing this journey with you two. So I am so grateful for you. Well, thank, thank you, Mark. We are grateful for you. All yes, right. absolutely. Thank you for giving us this platform to explain these kinds of things. Uh, as Anne said, we've got this first time that we're doing this and hopefully that will morph into a package that we can share with other religious organizations and we'll just see how it all goes. But we've got some great people who are signed up, um, yourself included, and I just, I can't wait. I cannot wait to learn in all of these sessions. I'm very, very excited about it. Well, and Mark, I would love to say one more thing, if I could. Absolutely. I think all three of us, but certainly Diane and I, we did not come into this work with any particular knowledge of anything. <laughs> we came in with open minds and open hearts, and that is all it takes. I would really encourage anyone who is listening and is feeling, gosh, I would like to get more involved, but I just don't know how to contact you, to contact the IIN, to contact any of the great organizations in town that do pro-immigrant work. There is space for whoever wants to get involved in whatever way they want to get involved, at whatever level they want to get involved, at whatever level of knowledge and participation they are now. So don't be bashful. Um, there is a way for you to participate and your participation is so important because there is so much work to be done and finally, after four years, we have an opening and chances to really make an impact, but it is going to take 
hard work and involvement by each and all of us. Absolutely. That Whatever is so well way, said. shape or form, each person decides to do that. Yeah, everyone has a particular gift to bring to this. And so thank you, Anne, for bringing that up because we are uh, we're building the plane as we're flying it. But looks like it's looks like it's going to fly. And we invite all of us, anyone who's interested to to be a part of our organization or any other good organization in town. So well, thank you, ladies, so much. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Okay. Thank you. This is Immigration Consciousness.